Welcome world to the season two finale of Nobody's a Nobody podcast with me, Mike McVeigh. This is the show where I normally interview people that I find absolutely fascinating and want to share them with you. This episode will be a little bit more self-reflective, but it will feature Jarvix's hot dog song of the week, Pipeline by S. Reedy. So I hope you enjoy the season finale and you know what? Let's look back on this past year since season one ended and discuss some of the things that have happened. But first, I want to apologize to both S. Reedy and Jarvix. Originally, S. Reedy was going to be featured in early March, and the interview I had scheduled got postponed multiple times, and then all of a sudden, we're at the end of April. So I love Pipeline, and you should definitely support S. Reedy, and I'm sorry that it took two months to get this out. Also, just kind of a side note, Jarvix has Mental Mondays today, April 25th at 9 p.m. at the Hubbly Bubbly Hookah Cafe off of 2900 North Classen in Oklahoma City. I know it's a little bit last minute, but this is going to feature live experimental music of Jacob Anderson, Benji Scalute, and also a couple hot dogs, Song of the Week artists, uh, Bronte and Santiago Ramones. Um, I believe that the Mental Mondays will be the last Monday of every month, but please check with Make Oklahoma Weirder to confirm. And again, I'm sorry for the last late notice. Uh, Our nonprofit of the week year is still Oklahoma City Improv. Uh, I'll talk more about the benefits throughout the show, but OKCI is a great place to have fun and build teamwork skills. Uh, There are several ways to support them. You can go to okcimprov.com and donate. You can come to any of the shows that occur every Friday and Saturday night at 7.30 and 9.30. You can even set up an Amazon Smile to have a small percentage of your Amazon purchases to help this performing arts um, medium out. My personal favorite way to, is to encourage you to take classes. Uh, the next term starts on July 11th, so you still can have plenty of time for vacation. Uh, the teachers are amazing improv um, players, and they just are a lot of fun. They really take the time to encourage you and strengthen your communication skills. Uh, it's, it's just a very supportive environment. Uh, in fact, if you want to see me May 22nd, which is a Sunday, I'll be in two separate student showcases, showcases that I would love for you to come by and watch. Uh, it's $12 for a show, or you can uh, just pay $20 to see all of the showcases that day. And my daughter will also be performing earlier that day. So let's reflect on this past year. In April 2021, I had my season finale ready with the guest um, to go. Everything was good to go, and everything fell through. Thankfully, my mom stepped up at the last minute, and we closed season one strong. But right at the same time, my work went into overdrive. My hours had started to get more intense in February, but by April, I was putting up an average of 50 hours and was starting to stress. All the leadership above me had turned over, and their new, the new leadership's focus was on, allegedly it was on results, uh, rather than taking care of their employees. But we found out that a lot of policies just really came down to hurt the dedicated employees who had never really had time off during the pandemic. Unlike a lot of the other state agencies, our agency never really shut down. Um, most places, people got to work from home, um, do some telework. They still, my employees still had to go and report every day, Monday through Friday, (laughs) without necessarily the proper PPE gear. I am really thankful that um, they were able to handle it, that they were able to give such great customer service. But this really went against my philosophy. My philosophy as a supervisor has always been to take care of my employees first. 
and um, shielding them from some of these policies caused several stress-inducing moments. I even laid off Facebook for over 50 days. And if you know me, that is an extreme behavior. Um, I love being on Facebook uh, because I'm a person. <laughs> In the background, I was also running um, the state championships for Oklahoma Toastmasters, um, coordinating the various contests and stuff, and I barely made it through. Uh, by the middle of May, I was just done. Work had sapped me of my joy, and life didn't leave much else. Uh, my local Toastmasters group, in fact, mentioned that I wasn't looking very good. My projects and speeches felt very different, almost sad. And that's something that takes is very different from my kind of, I'm a really upbeat person, usually uh, a lot of energy. And I was coming in low energy, giving very depressing speeches. Uh, I took some time off um, from Toastmasters and uh, joined up with some friends and played way too much World of Warcraft. Uh and then, um, having seen my daughter having a lot of fun with her first two semesters of improv, I decided to start taking some improv classes, and I wanted to experience some of the joy that she was having. Within a month of starting classes, a lot of life happened at once. First, my World of Warcraft raiding guild fell apart, and then a lot of the Blizzard Activision scandals came to light, and this... Um, in, in addition to the moral and ethical questions that that raised, it just caused way too much stress. Um, it didn't, it, it was no longer providing me relief. Um, then, I mean, if you remember late July of last year, we had to deal with things like, um, um, the airplanes, uh, being constantly delayed. Uh, she was trying to visit her grandparents at one point and we left the airport like late in the afternoon. Um, and, left very late. At, I mean, we got to the airport late in the afternoon. It was left very late at night only to show up about um, a few hours later to get her on the plane. Um, and my work had a very stupid idea that ended up having my hours increase from my typical seven to five Monday through Friday, um, to 6 AM to midnight Monday through Thursday approximately 8 to 5 on Friday, and then about 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Saturdays. So my hours increased from the approximately 50 hours a week to well over 85 hours, kind of out of nowhere. And whether it was intentional or an oversight, I was virtually on call 24-7, and my only outlet <laughs> to do anything other than work um, was improv. And now that did get resolved uh, six weeks later. <laughs> they reduced me back to 40 hours a week, but they did some serious damage to my psyche. Um, I no longer trusted um, the leadership and was probably retaliating in stupid ways. I mean, I was doing my job. I took care of my employees, but I don't know how not to care. And I care greatly about all these things that I perceived as slights and injustice. Um, I knew that I was going to need to find a new job and <laughs> um, that's been kind of weird with the pandemic, right? But what's kind of crazy is when I first started working for um, the state government, the division I started in, the supervisor job came open. Um, so I, I went ahead and applied for it, interviewed and accepted the job. I technically got a promotion raise, but I also lost a lot of the benefits I had with my previous job. But the best thing was I got to work with one of the supervisors uh, that I had um, worked with before who is just an amazing man. He is such an encourager. He helps teach the areas that I'm 
didn't have experience in, continues to teach the areas I don't have experience in, has patience, and um, has just been really, really great. Um, I also had inherited a great staff, um, and I went from stressing so much at work, so much stress, to recuperating from all of the stress, um, and now in a low-stress environment, at least for me. (laughs) In fact, I'm still working here. Uh, it's great. I'm very fortunate on how all this worked out. And I was told from some of my former coworkers that I had gotten out at the right time. Um, one of the things that I don't, you don't hear me mentioning about my job is I've, I've kind of hit a certain level in my job where we're not really allowed to um, talk about it based on certain rules and stuff. Uh, it's not that there's anything top secret. It's just... Um, there's too much, um, I don't know, just we're not supposed to talk about it, but I can say I'm in a much healthier position. I'm around people that allow me to spread my ideas and to find ways to better serve, um, the people. In fact, one of my, one of the things I can say is, um, I do account for some money being spent and I take very seriously, you know, that tax dollars for the public, um, are spent responsibly. And I try to find the things that will help our state, help our government. Um, but my former job, more than anything else, um, which was a driver's license examiner supervisor, I supervised three stations of people who got licenses and IDs um, before all the other weird stuff happened. But that job, more than anything else, was the detriment for season two of Nobody's a Nobody. Uh, dealing with that stress and then rapid de-stressing, uh, definitely affected my recording schedule, um, getting interviews and stuff. It's not that I didn't have people that I could interview. It's just um, I was <laughs> I literally went to improv to kind of get pent up information out, and then I kind of just crashed and burned. Um, my walking buddy, also the episode three guest, Matt Jensen, um, uh, you know that improv really helped me get through this past fall and winter. And I'm also really thankful for my wife just being a major rock during the majority of 2021. Um, <laughs> I choose to love her every day, and I always win. She, she is just so great. Um, she um, was able to help me with all these transitions and stuff, and I love her just as much as I did when I first met her uh, before I first fell in love with her, before you know we got married. It's, it's, so, it's so wonderful to having... Um, somebody that can support me and love me and care about me. But um, as I mentioned, because of the erratic nature of my job, the opportunity to capitalize on interviews really suffered for season two. Um, I believe that this finale will be like the sixth, maybe seventh episode. And that is so crazy. Last year, (laughs) season one, we did over 40 interviews um, along with another 30 episodes of different self-reflections and stuff for me. And I can't believe that we haven't even done, um, we know we're doing a total one tenth of the episodes and that made me really sad. Um, I kept on waiting for interviews to happen. Um, once things started de-stressing and that kind of made it worse. Uh, so that's one reason why I'm going to go ahead and just put a plug on this for a finale. I'm going to pre-gather some interviews for the next few months. I'm going to try to bring a recorder with me and just get some of those interviews um, in a little bit different way and we'll start sep- uh, season three in September and we'll end it in early 
or late March, early April of 2023. At least that's my goal. We should have, we might not have one every week, but we're definitely going to try to push to have more episodes. Um, and if Jarvix is still cool off it, we'll continue to having a hot dog song of the week, but he has been amazing. He's been very understanding. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a friendship with uh, Evan and um, Jarvix to just be able to, he understands, you know, we all go through our times and stuff where life is just hard. In fact, um, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. I, I, I know this, this is actually kind of out of order. I have a little outline in front of me, but um, May 7th, I'm getting to give a keynote speech at a, um, at a celebration event and one of the things that when I used to speak competitively, I talked about um, oak trees and acorns and how um, oak trees, um, they just stay in the weather of life. And that life has a tendency, even if we do nothing bad, just has a tendency to beat us up, to beat us down. And, um, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about some of those themes on May 7th. And I'm looking really forward to that opportunity. It's my first time to... Uh, give a real speech, I guess you could say, in probably about two years of one I've really, really spent time um, um, working on and stuff. Um, but Jarvix has been very understanding, and I hope you guys have been as well. Um, but in the meantime, I am going nuts with improv. Uh, it's an area that I don't feel I have a natural aptitude Um I do have a lot of experience on stage as a speaker and musician, and that has definitely helped. But um, improv challenges me in a way that I haven't honestly experienced since the fall of 2002. Uh, really, when I got into my, the when I really started understanding theology and philosophy properly, uh, my first attempt of college, I didn't really get into those classes. I was more into the fun classes. But once I kind of started breaking down theology and philosophy, um, in fact, uh, one of the professors, uh, Steve Green, he, he's retiring um, at the end of this year, and it's just kind of weird how that's come full circle. Um, Steve, more than anybody else, really taught me how to think. Um, he's the, um, he has shown me how to break down arguments, how to um, really move forward. And so, Dr. Green, thank you so much for what you did. Uh, but in the same way, he always told me that, Mike, um, you're the first person I ever know that wants to read every book out there. <laughs> um, just so that way you can understand. And that's how I am with improv right now. I just want to know everything from it. I take as many classes as my wife will let me. I watch a lot of shows. I help out on the weekends um, with tech and with uh, the cash register and stuff. And I, I read anything I can uh, online or books. Um, my daughter... She's had a blast in her teen classes. Um, I'm really enjoyed being introduced to another set of people that I never got really exposed to. Um, and it's funny, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of people I'm, I'm friends with in OKCI community that are friends of Jarvix and with a lot of the musicians and stuff. So it's really kind of cool that I've got to take on a never, another layer of that. Um, I am still me. <laughs> But I feel wholly accepted and cared for, not just for the value I bring, which I, they do do that, but just for being me. Um, it, it's challenging. Improv is challenging for me. Um, it's not, it's something that I really want to work on to get better. Um, it, that's one reason why I'm continuing to do it. Um, I, I get the, the teachers are some 
high-class individuals. In fact, I'm hoping, some, especially in season three, we're going to get to talk to several of those teachers. Um, uh, they, the, the improv itself is interesting. I love improv. I know not everybody here listening to this is wanting to hear only about improv, but their lives are just so cool. Like some of the things that they've done and everything. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, on another side note, um, Matt Jensen, um, he asked me if I would co-host his uh, podcast, The New Next. Um, it's it's a really cool endeavor for me. Um, we talk about stuff that I really don't know much about and that he has a lot of expertise. Uh, this includes learning about the business of energy and finance um, while I'm picking Matt's brain and conversing with him. Uh, the first seven episodes are already out on Spotify and most podcast players. Uh, the episodes range between two minutes and 20 minutes per show. So a lot easier to, I mean, you probably could go literally <laughs> to the grocery store and hear an episode sometimes. Um, some of the things we've talked about have included the politics of emotions, sorry, politics and emotions of energy policy, uh, Russia, Ukraine, the interconnected world of commodities, electric vehicle growth trajectory, sources of U.S. monetary strength, shifting geopolitical power, the future of nuclear power and nuclear weapons, the divergence between the East and the West, uh, the hypocrisy of COP26, uh, semiconductor funding, and a lot more. Um, as you can tell, this is not an area that we talk about much, and nobody's a nobody, and it's really not an area I know much about. Um, so I really get enjoy getting to talk with Matt and learning about those things. It helps me um, stretch my interviewing muscles in another genre while still getting to work closely uh, with someone I value and who's very near and dear to my heart. Um, for the most part, this past year has been difficult, uh, yet I've grown in ways that I don't think I would have expected. I, I, I know at the beginning of 2021, what I thought the year was going to look like um, definitely did not happen, um, did not end up that way. Um, at the halfway point is when I started improv and, um, that's completely changed some of my goals and my five-year plans, so to speak. I am a very fortunate person. I realize that I'm thankful and grateful for those who surround me. Uh, nobody's a nobody podcast is not being canceled. I know it's been rough, but a new season will be here before you know it. Um, thank you for letting taking the time to listen and um you know what let's hear from jarvix and s reedy Hot dog. hey listeners it's hot jarvix dog. again with my hot dog song of the week this episode i'm hitting you with some s reedy which has been a long time coming S. Reedy is a rapper from Norman, Oklahoma, but I liken his style and persona to something along the lines of folk punk in a lot of ways. A lot of his songs are built on acoustic guitar instrumentals, and his lyrics are highly introspective and can deal in angsty topics. He's not fiery, though. He's more like smoke. Fog, even. Sometimes he comes across sad, but mostly, he's the storm cloud and the silver lining all in one. There's always hope in everything he does. His simple yet effective bio reads, I make rap songs for the sleepy. And there's definitely a coziness to his style, and it does seem to exist in a realm between asleep and awake. I've been following S. Reedy for some time now, from way back when he was putting stuff on SoundCloud like The Stolen Beats Project and other early collections. He has one of the most impressive self-made arcs in local music, in my opinion. 
He's pretty much had to hustle his way without much help from the music scene, so the way he believes in himself is all the more profound. In 2022, he has a new track that features none other than Open Mike Eagle. And if you know anything about 2010's art rap, you know how big of a deal that is. The track is called Pipeline, and it released as a lead single to S. Reedy's new full-length album, fittingly and understatedly called An Album with Songs. Pipeline is a little jazzy and sample-heavy for a typical S. Reedy song, but that's partly to serve as a bridge between the styles of the two artists here. If you want a better breadth of everything S. Reedy has to offer, you'll definitely want to check out the album. If you're a streamer, be sure to count your streaming numbers towards his Spotify to help him trend further there. If you're a buyer, you'll want to hit up his Bandcamp at sreedy.bandcamp.com. That's s-r-e-i-d-y.bandcamp.com, where you can also pick up a physical copy on CD featuring a decidedly simple, dare I say, amateur cover design. That's the thing, though. The simplicity speaks in direct ways that more decorous art doesn't. S. Reedy wears his heart on his sleeve, and that's an incredibly brave thing to do. To bear yourself artistically, to show your faults alongside your strengths. I applaud it, and I hope you will too. Featuring Open Mike Eagle, this is Pipeline by S. Reedy. <laughs> Yeah. Ten toes down in the gravel Last of feeling trapped upon the road less traveled A silly sinking ship cause all the passengers are safe And wearing badges while your brain can make a bear out of a badger Silly rabbit, clicks are for the pigs The grossly misinformed, enthusiastically content The servants of a prophet make mortality a savior Foolish hot taker seeking echoes in the chamber And I'm proud to be a rapper that can wear it on his face Act up in a way that makes the passive feeling safe The art inside a thought that manifests into a demon Just to make them see it's only see them for a season Healing, burn scars from lost times and dark souls Facts. Lost arts and pipelines to wrong homes Facts. Time flies with no signs to grab hold Souls die with white lies and say-sos Visions out of pocket Thinking that I'm Ash when I behave like Team Rocket Something in the air could make a paradigm crack When the mirror still reflects a conscious man's face back Saying So what's it gonna be? You wanna be alone But all the moments on repeat say You're so lonely Barking up the wrong tree You wanna see a sign but all that's left is you and me I'm not a real man but it don't take one to see that You're still lonely Like I won't leave I swear to God Stop saying shit you don't mean Take your goddamn time And pick the right words I know the goddamn size Under the iceberg So let me give you a tip I can't sip through the ice I can't see through the mist This is some simple advice Jesus Christ has spoke so plainly You must have thought This shit was easy When it can't be I'm trying to be diplomatic Damn it, I'm angry Still taking my time, I'm still spelling shit out It's hard speaking my mind without yelling shit out I hear you stomping and I don't know what the hell it's about Just enlighten me, I hear it two days later like fucking finally Coming off obtuse when I ain't trying to be
All right. Thank you to S. Reedy and Jarvix. Uh, please support Make Oklahoma Weirder. Please support OKC Improv at okcimprov.com. Thank you for sticking with me through season two. It has been a bumpy ride, but we will be back. Remember that no matter what you have done, how you feel, or what you're going through, nobody is a nobody, and that means you. Until next season.